Please join us for a Quince, the definitive bilingual edition release party and signing. Van-based press founders Bryant and Barbara Dillon invite you to celebrate the release of the Oversized Hardcover Collection, the full English and Spanish editions of the Eisner-nominated bilingual comic book series Quince. This event is free, and it takes place January 25th, 2020, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at 412 Broadway, Santa Monica, California, 90401 at Heidi Ho Comics. Did I mention it's free? Quince follows a year in the life of Lupe, a 15-year-old girl who discovers that her quinceanera brings with it a super cool party and superpowers. Her quince powers only last as long as she's 15. So over the course of this roller coaster year, we follow the adventures of Lupe as she figures out what it really means to be a hero. Copies of the book will be available for sale at the release party and the following members of the creative team will be on hand for signing. The creator himself, Sebastian Kedlechik, writer Kit Steinkelner, artist Emma Steinkelner, Peter Murrieta, who wrote the foreword, Dr. Teresa Rojas, who did a study guide for the book, and Jose Cabrera, who contributed to the art gallery. Founded in 2010, Fanbase Press celebrates fandoms and creates new ones. As a comic book publisher and geek culture website, Fanbase Press produces new and distinctive works, as well as daily reviews, interviews, and podcasts that span the pulp culture spectrum and give voice to the themes, ideals, and people that make geekdom so exceptional. There's food, music, a photo booth to commemorate the special occasion. For more information on Quince, the definitive bilingual edition, please visit www.quincecomic.com or www.fanbasepress.com. We hope to see you there! Welcome to Comadres y Comics! Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to another episode of Las Platicas, Las Platicas number 13. That's numero 13. Numero 13, anybody? And here we are today in studio in Compton. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Kristen, tell us, who do we have at Las Platicas today <laughs> via the internet? It's the magic of the internet. Yes, it's his magic. We have brown girl magic going on right here in, yeah. in our studio. And today we are excited to interview a young Latina woman that we met uh, at Long Beach Comics Expo where we were also tabling and we took a look at her work and totally fell in love with it. And today via, like Sarah said, the magic of the internets, we have guest Maxi Rodriguez here in studio on a little iPad. <laughs> <laughs> she can see us and we can see her. Yes, and uh, Maxie yes. is the founder of Casuto Productions and also the creator artist of Chronicles of a Chubby Bunny. Casuto Productions is her small business name and her pen name. She's a graphic designer and her works include flyers, business cards, logos, and literature, but that's not all. She's also a self published comic book artist she's created characters like chubby bunny and writes and draws about mental health body positivity and feminism welcome to the show maxi yes welcome. yes welcome hi and, thanks for having me and i'm very excited <laughs> this is the first time we've had a call-in guest where i can actually see <laughs> them as they're speaking and talking and and stuff and it's really 
cool. It's like thank you to Sarah who is our our tech savvy, the tech savvy person <laughs> uh, here in our group because I just am like in total awe of the fact that I can see your face. <laughs> I've been wanting to do this for a while because I bought that arm and I basically only used it a little bit, the little thing oh, that holds yeah, the yeah. iPad, and I'm like I'm so happy and stoked <laughs> to use it today. I'm finally <laughs> like we love in studio guests, but this is super cool too. Yes, it is. So uh, we want to go ahead and get started and do so by having you tell us, Maxie, in your own words, what are your comics about? Uh, so I have more than one comic book. Okay. So I will <laughs> describe each one. Tell of us all the dirt on all the things. Okay. So the first comic I have is Chronicles of a Chubby Bunny, which deals with, of course, mental illness and self-body image. Mm -hmm. Um, Also a way, you know, to encourage and empower the plus-size Latinas out there (laughs) who are like, we're constantly being told things that we shouldn't be told. Mm -hmm. Um, The second book I have is Plus-Size Girl Magic, which is basically a love letter to all my plus size people out there men women non-binary um but it's mostly rated r so (laughs) it's definitely not recommended for children okay Um, i do have also brown girl awkwardness which is a mini comic oh interesting um, i love that title which which uh um it's mostly just what it's like to be an awkward brown girl from, like, not being able to find the right shade of makeup because your skin color, and it's like, really? Can't wear <laughs> um, To where even, um, you know, we're, we're out on the street, some random dude's like, hey, sexy piece of meat, and it's like, dude, I'm not a piece of meat, I'm a human being. At least those yeah, are no. words. My favorite, uh, quote unquote, not favorite, is when they just yell across the, yeah, ch, 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 ch. I'm like, what the heck is that? I don't even know what that means. Oh man. See, I'm not a cat and I'm not a dog. <laughs> I used See, to... that, the response for that one is coming up in volume four of plus the, Brown girl awkwardness. Oh, okay. Awesome. So I'm glad. Good for that. Thank you for the heads up because I got to read it because I need to know. <laughs> yeah, I specifically and, like totally love it when they say, me gustan así como cuerpo de uva. I'm like, what the fuck does that what? mean? What? <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. I've dude. never heard that. Oh, my God. Uh, for, it was for the, for the English speakers. The books <laughs> where, um, I, my friend, my classmate and friend Brina co-starred with me in the book where some random dude is yelling at us in the book and he's like, hey, you two Mexicans. And Chubby Bunny's like, I'm the Mexican. She's not the Mexican. <laughs> We're like, whatever. Y'all speak Spanish. And then we both put on a Jason mask with a machete. And, you gotta die. and then um, the bonus panel is he's buried. And it says, we're called crazy because we don't take shit from anyone. (laughs) That'd be my second favorite part of the book. That's funny. uh, Sarah, for people who don't speak Spanish, can you translate what it was that you actually said? Oh, um, I like him like that with the body of a grape. Yeah. Shaped like a grape. Something like that. It's very (laughs) 
derogatory. It's awful. And the way the slurring they do when they say it is awful. Okay, yes. In the English <laughs> words, you're just like, okay, well, that doesn't make sense or whatever. But in Spanish, uh-huh. yes. It just, there's so much more creepiness to it, I think. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, my fourth and final book is actually a children's book. Oh, oh okay. Nice. Chibi Bunnies Rules of Boundaries, which is basically a small little pocketbook for children on rules of consent and boundaries. Oh, that's, well, that's awesome. awesome. And I originally created for my niece, who she's called Chibi Bunny, uh-huh. um, because she she does not like to be touched. Um. Except, of course, by close family, including me, her aunt. So I created, with the help of my sister-in-law, I created this small little book for her. And she carries it everywhere. Oh, um, that's awesome. Her, her favorite part is the part where she's like, my body is mine, so I am the boss. Nice. <laughs> and she's drawn with a, a professional suit and sunglasses. And um, I actually give that book away for free at conventions and art shows for the children. And that the, is amazing. the parents really seem to love the book, especially the little kids. That's awesome. That's really pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. Well, the fact that you even have four comics is um, at least two more than what I knew you had before <laughs> we started this interview. So that's awesome and amazing. But I, I actually really am interested also to know more about what inspired you to tell your stories to people in comic book form. <clears throat> Well, if you look at all the comics, there's not really much very good representation when it comes to Latinas, mm-hmm. Latinx people, even especially plus size people. Yeah. Um, big example. Um, Marvel has this superhero, which I swear to God, I hate her so much. Uh oh. <laughs> The thought of her makes me just want to, like, choke her. <laughs> wow. And I'm, a, I'm a very calm person, but have y'all ever heard of Big Bertha? Oh, Big yes. Barda? Big Barda? <laughs> uh, is that from uh, who is she? Uh, uh, she's uh, Mr. Miracle's. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, it's DC, Parker. actually. That's not DC. Marvel. Is it DC? Yeah, Big Barda. Wait. Uh, Isn't that is she with the? She's the one that she's overweight, but when she she uh, vomits, she turns all skinny. Oh wait! Oh, oh I don't know that. I one. did not know that. I was gonna say I was like, wait, Big Barda? Because you said Big Bertha, then? Yeah. I, I, I okay, so her. yeah, because no, Big Barda is just she's tall, like she's tall. Yeah, she's just tall and buff, and, and she's yeah. uh, she's one of the new gods. But that's DC. Okay, so Big Bertha uh, is a Marvel character, then. Yeah, I yeah. think that's her name, at least. Uh-huh. That's what I've been calling her for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does come yeah, up in a Google search. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it says Big Bertha is a fictional character, a mutant superheroine, appearing in American <clears throat> comic books published by Marvel. And, uh... <laughs> so when she vomits, she gets skinny? So they're promoting Yeah, she has the bulimia. ability to alter size and mass of her body and leap great distances. That, <laughs> so bulimia is what we're saying is okay <laughs> to the kids out there. Oh, wow. Oh I've God. never... I don't know what she's come out in because um, oh, she was... says she was seen in public with the team by Hawkeye and Mockingbird in some of the... In some of the... She's been with Deadpool... 
So I don't know where her her first appearance is or what book she was in, but I saw the picture of her and that does look familiar. I've seen her somewhere, but I don't. I'm not really that familiar with her. So tell us why you hate her and give us continue with your example. <laughs> it's the fact that she vomits. Yeah. To get skinny. Yeah. And it's like, what kind of message are you sending? To these girls, to, you know, to your fans that, oh, it's okay to vomit because you're going to lose weight. And I hated that. Yeah. With the fashion. Yeah. So um, after I graduated college, I got my BA in graphic design. Um, I was I was still creating comics, but I wasn't working on Chubby Bunny yet until I realized, you know what? We need more plus size comics. Mm-hmm. There's not that there. And if there is, there's Big Bertha. And no. So I created, well, Chubby Bunny was originally called Chronicles of a Chubby Girl. Oh, at the okay. Time. But um, <laughs> the name got changed um, due to, like, other stuff. But, yeah, the, the inspiration behind Chubby Bunny was the fact that I wanted to give, you know, Latinas and plus-size people a voice to let them know that, hey, we're not just some joke mm-hmm. or some pun for, for like, you know, movies and comics and stuff. We're people. We exist. Um, and we can do just as awesome stuff as regular straight-sized people. Mm-hmm. So that was basically why I created um, Chronicles of a Chubby Bunny. And then because I also have depression, a mild case of depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um because mental health is not something that's well known or taken serious. Right. I thought, you know what, comics should also include this to let others know that, hey, you know what, you're not the only one going through this. Um, you're not alone. There is help. And they suck. The <laughs> they suck. <laughs> wow. Very much. Wow. That's really amazing. I'm so happy that you took it upon yourself to highlight these very, I mean, these, I mean, come on, I'm, I could be Chubby Bunny. Hello. Like, we're, we're, yes. we're not the norm or what people would consider like, you know, underweight. We, we are voluptuous, I think. <laughs> and, and awesome too, by the way. Um, so what was your gateway comic? What was the comic that actually, that, you know, started your love for comic books? My mom's fault. <laughs> she, she still, I think she's, um, she uh, regrets her choices, but she's secretly happy. <laughs> when I was a little kid, my, um, my mom, we used to live in San Pedro. Okay. And my mom used to work at Jesse's Music Video Store in San Pedro on 6th Street. And there was a bookstore called, um, Williams Bookstore, and my mom would sometimes take me to work. I would go in there, and I would read all the comic books. And one day, I saw Wonder Woman. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Little six, seven-year-old me is like, oh, my God. <laughs> and at the time, the owner was like, thought I was just some homeless kid who wandered <laughs> But, of course, he didn't check me out because he liked the fact that a kid was coming into a, a bookstore to read. Until one day, my mom calls him up and is like, hey, is my daughter there by any chance? And he's like, why didn't you tell me you were Vaney's kid? I was like, because you never asked. <laughs> so my mom, as a little present for getting good grades, 
she buys me my very first Wonder Woman comic. Oh, nice. That is super cool. And um, then she tells me about Superman, about Batman, and the X-Men. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and she introduced me to Linda Carter. Okay. Who, um, and she made me watch a few episodes of Linda Carter's Wonder Woman. And ever since then, I'm like, oh, I want to be here when I <laughs> And that actually inspired me to create my own comics. Like, even since elementary school, I've actually been creating my own comics. Oh, that's awesome. I love the fact that it's a woman, a a mom, who shared and introduced comics to her daughter. I I love that. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, now she's like, what have I done? Why did I introduce you to comics? I'm like, like, look at the bright side. I got into comics. I turned into a geek. Productions. Uh, mm-hmm. How? First of all, where did you get the name Kasuto from? And <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, what more do you do with just Kasuto Productions? Like besides it just being your uh, pen name and stuff like that. So the way, um, actually, I'm a huge Legend of Zelda nerd. <laughs> like I love everything the Legend of Zelda. Like if you go to my my house in Norwalk, I have the big giant 25th anniversary poster. Oh, I have nice. the Hyrule Historia. <laughs> yeah. I like so much Zelda artwork. Yeah. Like, even my wallet and my purse are the Legend of Zelda. Nice. <laughs> nice. And there is a town in the video game. I forgot which one specifically. But there's a town called Kasudo. And um, I remember when I was a teenager, there was a website called Kasuto.net, and that's where I used to get all my information on The Legend of Zelda. You know, oh. back in the day when we had dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would be, like, on that website, Kasuto.net, just, like, reading all these cool Zelda stuff, looking at all the images, and then my mom's like, hey, get off the internet, I need the phone. <laughs> like, I do okay, remember mom, those days, that's funny. <laughs> So, yeah, I I like the name so much. I um, Let's see, when I first started making comics, I was originally called Max Comics, but it wasn't very catchy. Yeah, it's not like Kasuto. <laughs> yeah, so um, when I kept making um, more comics, I called myself Kasuto at first. Um, but then as I got older... When I graduated high school is when I started calling myself Kasuto Productions. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. And um, like, like you said, I also do graphic design work. I actually got my bachelor's in graphic design from Cal State Dominguez Hills. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. So whenever, you know, people try to contact me, they can find me under um, Kasuto Productions, which is mostly just Instagram or Gmail uh-huh. Everywhere on my social media, like I'm actually still in the process of coding my website. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> that's nice. So it's just a nice way of streamlining everything into one brand. That's pretty good. Yes. Can people order mm-hmm. any of your drawings or comic books uh, through Casudo Productions? Like if they find you on on the web. Uh, but you, yeah, and you did say that it's under construction. But like, uh, where could people actually purchase your books? Well, I have an Etsy shop, actually, under, of course, Kasuto Productions. 
but as of right now, it's still currently down because of shenanigans. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually did announce on Instagram a while ago, and today, unfortunately, was the last day. Um, people could have actually DM'd me on Instagram or social media, and they could have ordered it directly from me. Uh-huh. And I would have just sent it off. And, of course, I accept Venmo and PayPal or whichever everyone's comfortable with. Yeah. Um, so that's how people would usually get copies of my book. But everything's mostly on Etsy just until I get my website going. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Well, speaking of your books, uh, Chubby Bunny is so amazing. We love Chubby Bunny. And... In your comic, she is such a champion for her quote-unquote artist um, and such a force for also body positivity. And because we've read it, we know what we're talking about. But can you actually explain to our listeners um, the dynamic between Chubby Bunny and her artist in your comic? So, okay, so basically Chubby Bunny and artist are the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, Chubby Bunny is kind of that alter ego kind of person she created. Um, cause artist is an aspiring comic book artist, mm-hmm. which is why her name is artist. And, um, unfortunately she has mental health problems. Um, she also has self image issues. Um, she doesn't think she's beautiful, even though her, her boyfriend, Handsome Stallion, you know, lets her know, but, you know, we all know that's yeah. sometimes not enough. Yeah. So in order to combat this issue, she created Chubby Bunny, which mm-hmm. is her, only this version of her she wishes she was, which was confident, sassy, um, is not afraid to take crap from anyone versus artists who's more a little meek, um, is kind of afraid to speak up. And... um in the process, Chubby Bunny started to take a life of her own. She's kind of her, uh, like, she's kind of her own persona, but she's still artist. Um, and that's actually, you know, her name, believe it or not, was given to her by Handsome Stallion. Her boyfriend calls her My Chubby Bunny. Oh, okay. So, oh. That's so that's too. where artists got the idea to call her Chubby, Chubby Bunny. Bunny. Uh huh. Oh, okay. So yeah, the, I, and it's actually based on a true story. Aww, <laughs> that's super. Yeah, like nice. my, <laughs> that's my really boyfriend cute. actually, my boyfriend handsome Stallion actually calls me Chubby Bunny. Oh, super cute. That's his pen name. To I me. love that. <laughs> I really love that. <laughs> well, you know, this is Sarah, and reading your books have been super awesome. I really love your books, and especially the characters D and A. D is one and A is another. Depression and anxiety. The visual representation of these two characters is just kind of really chilling. Like, I love the way you draw them. Um, I found that reading these panels made me feel, made me feel kind of some sort of way. <laughs> um, how do you muster the, the bravado to revisit the scenarios and put them on the page? Like, I feel like this is stuff that has happened to you that you're recreating in a comic book format and you're pretty much kind of like head on facing D and A. Um, can you tell us more about that? 
So, oh my God. So actually, these are mostly based on like diary entries that I have. Oh, wow. That's Um, really putting yourself out there. Yeah. So like, um, well, for volume two was kind of just like going back to how I created Chubby Bunny. And it was not the easiest thing to do because I kind of, I kind of had to open myself to be vulnerable yeah in order to create in order to tell this story and um i remember when i was first creating it i ended up in the hospital due to a mental breakdown this was during grad school um but my classmates my professors my mentor and even the chair of my grad school program was super supportive they were um they were there for me every step of the way. They were kind of just like, you got this, you can do this, um, you know, tell what you got to tell. Um, <clears throat> when I got out of the hospital, um, I was not allowed to do certain things because I, uh, I had to recover. And then I started therapy um, for my mental health. So during that time, I started documenting the healing process Mm -hmm. of what I was going through, um, trying to heal from that visit to the hospital. And, uh, in volume three, that's actually the first entries of my journal. Wow. (laughs) So you actually get to see firsthand what I was doing. Um, you even get to conversations between artists and chubby bunny, Mm -hmm. um, uh, how artists is like trying to recover from <clears throat> from what she went through, and then also just a bit learning to accept herself, yeah, and love her more, and just trying to avoid going back into that dark moment in her life, um, which basically happened to me. Wow, <laughs> that's really honestly amazing that. Y- I don't even know the actual words to describe what I know it feels like to be vulnerable in way less um, meaningful situations, um, but to actually put out there for everybody to read, um, you know, such personal experiences that you've had um, are is like so amazing that you are doing so much just like you said and what some of your um reasons for doing your comics that you're doing this for people out there who will be reading your books and saying oh my god i'm not alone i'm not the only one absolutely yeah absolutely so (laughs) you have a new book called uh plus size girl magic volume one and it reads a lot like a love letter to all the women who have inspired you uh, can you tell us more about uh, what the book itself is about and who some of uh, the women on there are? Because I recognized, like, two names, but the rest of the others, uh, I did not. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, uh, which ones didn't you recognize? <laughs> Hold on. The ones that weren't pink? <laughs> yeah, the ones that weren't pink or Lizzo. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's see, I have Lizzo, Gigi Knight, uh-huh. Paige Warren Hazley, Elise Antoinette, and Alexis. Lex. <laughs> okay, and then um, I only recognize Lizzo. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... um. 
Yeah, so basically, let's see. Um, Gigi Knight is this, she's also a plus-size Latina uh-huh. from Las Vegas. Yeah. And she also creates plus-size girl. Um, oh, okay. I don't think comics. She mostly does art. Oh, oh wow. Okay. And I actually met her once when I was uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina for Heroes Con. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And she's actually been one of my biggest inspirations. So when I met her, I cried. And I was like, oh, my God, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you. You're one of my inspirations for Chubby Bunny. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I can tell she was genuinely happy. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's pretty cool. And let's see, Paige, Paige Warren Hazley. Um, she's another plus size girl. She actually is the creator of Busty Girls comics. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Where she illustrates Busty Girl problems and perks. Oh, um, I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Never mind. I did recognize uh, two of them. <laughs> yeah. When I started reading her comics, I was like, we need more of these. So that's yeah. kind of what compelled me to create Chubby Bunny. And when I met her, when I... Um, at my very first official Comic Con, which was in Long Beach, this was the year before I met you, ladies. Um, wow. I met her. She was there, and I cried. She's like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "You inspired me to make Chubby Bunny." And um, she was so happy. I even gave her like some artwork of mine, and ever I'm since then we've kind of <laughs> been staying in contact ever since. Um, oh, that's nice. Elise Antoinette. She's the creator of Fatness Fiction, which is a uh-huh. blog to help um, empower fat bodies okay. everywhere. Um, she actually is getting her PhD right now. Wow. Um, oh, nice. Fatness Fiction is part of her dissertation, and I think she just did a TED Talk about oh, Fatness Fiction. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then um, she's Hi, about to come to out with a magazine, <laughs> too. And so she she and I still stay in contact, of course. She's the one I did the Plus Size Magic comic in Volume uh-huh. 2. She's the one that commissioned me to do it. Wow. And the last person is actually a friend of mine from Dominguez Hills. Her name is Alexis. She was a freshman when I was going to graduate. Uh-huh. Um, she's also a Plus Size um, girl, I think. Uh, yeah, she's a... She's a plus-size girl of color. Um, she's a, actually a really good poet. I think she's she just got her master's. I've okay. forgotten what, though. <laughs> but, yeah, she's a really good poet. She's always talking about loving herself, loving her body, and how every, everyone should accept themselves and love themselves. So, I love yeah, that. So, so plus size girl magic was kind of like a love letter, not just to them, but kind of to me as mm-hmm. well. Cause, um, uh, when I first heard of Lizzo, she, uh, the song, cause I love you. Yeah. I heard it was yeah. actually a love letter to her body and herself. Uh-huh. And I thought, you know what? I should create a comic <laughs> as a love letter to myself, which is why it's actually rated R. Cause, um, <laughs> Well, it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> it was just supposed to be little, uh, little, little snippets of like myself, just like loving myself, and I ended up putting a sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Whoops, it's rated R now." <laughs> so whenever I, I, yeah. So whenever I go to shows, 
I, I know kids try to pick it up, and I'm like, you know, it's not for kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> the parents are just watching this, and I'm like, they're like, why is it not for kids? I'm like, it's literally on the cover. It says, rated R, not suitable for children. And then they're like, why not? Because there's a sex scene in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so unless you want to see um, a very slim, uh, a slim husky dude screwing a big fat girl, be my guest. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? So I love the dialogue know. in that in that scene. Yeah, it's just uh, something that I could relate to. So I, it was just awesome because sometimes <laughs> you need a little nudge because sometimes you're like, okay, I ate that extra burger and I'm just like not feeling sexy. <laughs> so reading that made made oh, yeah. me feel confident and I really appreciated that and it made me laugh. So <laughs> so it was just like super awesome when yeah. when you're dating. Oh. You always go out to dinner first. I know. And then you go home and you have sex. I don't understand yeah. how I used to do that. Yeah. Because now when we go and we have dinner, I'm, I, we go home. I'm like, I'm just so tired. Oh, wait. Also, I have to poop. <laughs> <laughs> and sex doesn't happen <laughs> after or before or during either of those things. <laughs> so very true. Um, on my first date. Uh, my boyfriend actually took me to see Puss in Boots. Oh, oh yeah. We got this big tub of popcorn. I was just so scared to eat out of it. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to think of perpetuating a fat stereotype. But he kind of looked at me. He's like, you want some? I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then for a third date where he actually to uh, where he asked me to be his girlfriend, we went to Pete's Patio in Downey, uh-huh. which is – um. Where his parents used to take him as a child. So Aww. he's like, this Aww. place holds a, a special place in my heart and I'm bringing you here because I'm asking if you want to be my girlfriend officially. And I was like, yeah, sure. And we <laughs> order food and I'm just like, oh, crap. <laughs> so I'm like taking little teeny tiny bites. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, don't be a fatty. Don't be a fatty. Don't be a fatty. <laughs> um when we got back together, because we temporarily broke up for nine months, mm-hmm. he oh. took me to Carl's Jr., which in the book you saw. I'm like, screw this, and I just, like, take out. <laughs> that actually happened. Uh-huh. Where he's like, whoa, I've never seen you eat like that. I'm like, I'm hungry. Yeah. And he's like, wait, you mean to tell me, why didn't you ever pig out in front of me? I'm like, because I'm fat. And he's like, so? Uh-huh. like, I don't want to perpetuate a fat stereotype. And he's like... F the stereotype. Eat, girl. (laughs) As I'm, like, scarfing down my burger. (laughs) So to this day, every time he sees a Carl's Jr., he's like, remember when you pigged out? I'm like, shut up. That's hilarious. Super cool. Uh, So on our show, we have a segment that we call Juntos y Fuertes. And during that segment, we highlight um, creators or artists or even programs and um, organizations that either help marginalized uh, communities or um, are people who are members of marginalized communities. So we always like to ask our guests um, if they have anybody that they would like to highlight um, and um, some information maybe about them. Sure. So let's see. I... You share yeah, with us a whole you. bunch, actually, yeah. uh, regarding the the um, uh, plus-size girl magic. Those were all really awesome ones that all have really awesome yeah. things that they're doing. Uh-huh. But give us more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Um, 
Well, of course, there's my friend Brinache. I don't know if you guys have heard of her. She's a um, a queer Afro-Latina girl oh. from the Bay Area. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she uh, she and I went to grad school together. That's how I met her. So we're nice. friends and classmates. Um, um, I know I like to, you know, give some spotlight to her because it's awesome what she does, how she brings, you know, awareness of, you know, being Central American, being half Salvi, half Guatemalteca. And her, her stories are so relatable. Like, I know she and I have completely different cultural differences. Uh-huh. Um I know she shared with me what it's like to be Salvadorian or Guatemalteca during Christmas and Thanksgiving. (laughs) I shared with her, I was like, hey, you know, you guys almost do the same thing we do in a Mexican Christmas. And she's like, really? And, of course, we shared ponche. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Because I know I think Salvadorians do it differently than Mexicans. Yep. And Guatemalans (laughs) do it differently from Salvadorians. Yeah, it's... uh. It's fun. Yeah, like, um, and then, you know, I, I told her that my mom married a Guatemalteco, so <laughs> I kind of was able to experience, um, you know, a Guatemalteca um, Christmas and holiday celebrations. But now that I'm with my boyfriend, he's uh-huh. actually half Peruvian. Oh. So I, get, I get to experience Peruvian holidays, too. Nice. Because <laughs> my, my suegra is actually straight from Peru. Oh, okay. So, um, of course, I got to share. That's the cool thing about Brina and I is, like, I get to share these experiences with her. And then she gets to share her experiences with me. Um, Another person is her fiancé, Lawrence Lindell. I don't okay. know if you guys are familiar. Uh, He's actually... um. He's actually a really good, uh, he also does comics. He's also a queer, um, Af- uh, African American dude. Um, he actually is from LA, um, but he lives in Oakland with Brina since uh-huh. they're engaged and everything. Um, he is actually coming out with a memoir soon. Oh, wow. Um, Truth from the, tr- yeah, Truth from the Truth, um, which should be coming out next year. Or 2020. So <laughs> close. <laughs> Next, <Yep>. In two weeks. <laughs> yep. two weeks. Pretty much. Um, so, yeah, he's also a pretty good person to definitely um, follow because he creates comics on for black and brown people to love themselves, um, to let them know that, hey, we are loved, um, we exist, and we have every right to exist. Like, I know my favorite love letter he wrote was the love letter to the artist uh-huh. um he he wrote a little a little panel about how artists bring color and life to the world and how artists are loved and accepted and you know i really appreciate what he does because um that love letter actually pulled me out from a very dark moment in my life oh wow um yeah because uh um I actually a I actually experienced a very severe case of depression to the point where I tried to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um when I read Lawrence's, you know, love letter to artists, I <laughs> broke down and cried and I went to my boyfriend, I was like, I don't wanna die. Mm-hmm. I wanna live, but uh-huh. I need help and that actually motivated me to get help. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I would definitely give Lawrence Lindell a, a follow, and I would definitely check out his work because his work is amazing. Um, Saving lives all over the place. <laughs> so <laughs> where can we follow them? Um, they have an Instagram. I know Brinache is under Brinache. And then Lawrence, of course, is under Lawrence. Um, I think his memoir comic also has its own Instagram. If you follow them, you can definitely follow um, Lawrence's um, memoir Instagram page. Does Brina have a comic or some, like, little zine or something that she's put out? Because I feel like we... I have some of her stuff, actually. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like we got something from her somewhere. Yeah, because I bought them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we met her at the Latino Comics Expo in Modesto. Oh, was it in Modesto? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Awesome. So we have her stuff is actually in our queue to, <laughs> to review right. and read and to share with the world. So we're going to have to dig it out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely check out her fiance stuff too. Awesome. He's amazing. Excellent. Um, we also have a segment called Chisme de la Semana. Do you have any chisme you'd like to share with us? Maybe future shows, signing, sales. Um, I know your website's in the works. That's some chisme you shared with us earlier. But what about any conventions or any anything, any chisme? Even some well, saucy stuff. Um, <laughs> well, uh, after I finished Mex American in Austin, Texas, I kind of been on a break because... Um, <laughs> I've been traveling nonstop since uh, July. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, because I know that July I was in San Francisco for my final semester of grad school. And then after that, I came home. Uh, I mostly focused on my art stuff. Um, and then September came, and then I had to go to Rose City in Portland, Oregon mm-hmm. for the con. And then a week after that, I had to go to Columbus, Ohio for SoulCon. Right. Um, and then after SoulCon, I had to come back home. And then I had to travel to Arizona with my boyfriend so I can go to Phoenix Zine Fest. And then the week after, I had to go to Austin, Texas. So I'm kind of just taking a break for now. But I know for December 27th, there's going to be a, an art show in Compton. For Los really? Yeah. yeah, it's um it's on December 27th. It's this place called Alexander's on Rosecrans. Okay. Sarah. They're going to have <laughs> Why didn't we know about this? <laughs> uh, this is the first I'm hearing from this and I'm going to look into it because I love there's the Compton Artists Alliance who put up a lot of shows in Compton also and then there's the Compton Art Walk that just started happening and then you maybe heard it here first, guys, but uh, uh, Hub City Comic Con may be in the works in July 2020, Ooh, which will be the right. first yeah. Comic Con in Compton. That's so, right. So I'll let you, yeah, I will keep you posted on that. I have uh, been DMing them back and forth, and that's going to be a project that is going to be um, brought about by the Compton Artists Alliance. But this is the first time I hear about this art show. Can you tell us more about it? Um, so I don't know too many details. I know, um, they actually reached out to me and they asked me if I was interesting in, interested in tabling at their event, which is on December 27th at 6 p.m. That's already next week. This, <laughs> this, this place called Alexander's on Rosecrans Avenue 
And I looked it up. It's actually a Mexican restaurant. Oh, okay. With some music. So um, that would actually be my final show for the 2020. Um, after that, I'm hoping to get back into the East Los Angeles Art Walk. Uh-huh. Oh, which yes. Is what I, I do monthly now. I I attend the East LA Art Walk. Um, Where is that located? It's on Indiana and First Street. Okay. In East okay. LA. Okay. Right next to the Gold Metro Line. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the the second Sunday of each month. Okay. Okay. So like yeah, after the first Sunday, there's the second Sunday, and it's right there. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm also like uh, I kind of just decided to take a break from big art shows and comic book conventions because it's like I'm so behind mm-hmm. with signings that I already missed so many deadlines for next year. Uh-huh. So I'm oh. just gonna limit my limit myself to small little art shows here mm-hmm. and well there in California. I know the artist compound is held every two months in East LA. And then a friend of mine is trying to get me to table at the downtown LA art walk as well. So you'll mostly find me at art walks for now. <laughs> awesome. For sure. Cool. So we have a segment in our show called On My Radar where we share books, shows, movies, events, or conventions uh, that uh, we are taking have taken an interest in. Uh, and it, uh, this can be, like, anything, really. Like, um, So tell us, what's on your radar? <laughs> Actually, I have two more books that I'm working on. Uh-huh. Um, one of them is a... a uh, a branch off chubby bunny and the other one Ooh, cool um, uh-huh. another one is what i'm working with my boyfriend we're oh. hoping to get it done either by next year or i don't it, it depends on him because um, <laughs> <laughs> you know medical he's in medical school right. so it's like okay you have an excuse yeah but i'm like but i need that script <laughs> <laughs> so the first book for which is from chubby bunny is La Coneja Maravillosa, which is uh, nice. Which is basically artist. Um, she finds this mystical luchador mask. <laughs> she, puts it on. she turns into La Coneja Maravillosa. Yeah. Which is Wonder Bunny. Yeah. You can uh-huh. say that. Uh-huh. And basically, it's Chubby Bunny, but she's all Wonder Woman esque. <laughs> yeah. But her, she has like, you know, the other little muertos painted on her. She has an Aztec sword, an Aztec shield. She looks like an Aztec warrior. Oh, that's awesome. And, that's pretty cool. And basically, it's just artists fighting off Trump's regime. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. It probably won't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> The the second one is going to be a mini zine my boyfriend and I are coming up with, which is bringing awareness to Erlen syndrome, which is a condition where a person, their eyesight, they can't, uh, how do I explain it? Um, basically, they need c- uh, colored lenses because they can't read white very well. Like if you give them a white sheet of paper with text on it they can't read it very well oh interesting. Okay. and so um my boyfriend actually has erlen syndrome um he can't see white very well and if he's given a sheet of paper with text written on it he can't read it so he actually has pink colored glasses oh wow and it actually helps him read 
So we're hoping to, you know, create this book, not only to bring awareness to Erlen syndrome, but hopefully this book will allow us to raise money to buy his glasses. Because uh-huh. oh. he needs, he actually needs these special glasses. The ones he has, um, aren't, does, aren't created for people with Erlen syndrome, uh-huh. but they are giving him relief mm. when it comes to reading and studying, especially since he's in medical school and he really needs them. Yeah. So yeah, it's actually something we're currently working on. Okay. That is amazing. amazing. I've never heard of that. So you already created some awareness right here today. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. uh, And I think that um, creating a comic around that is actually really cool because uh, he, I'm sure, is not the only person. And there's a lot of people out there that uh, would benefit from uh, people knowing about what they're having to go through and deal with. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. So we, before we um, continue on, um, I do have a last question for you, but I wanted to give you the opportunity. Is there anything that you wanted to share with our listeners um, that we haven't touched upon or anything that you really like? This this is who I am and this is what Kasudo is all about. <laughs> well, I did mention that I did go to grad school. Um yeah. For those who are interested, I actually just got my MFA in comics from California College of the Arts in San Francisco. That's, That's awesome. Cool. I bet you a lot of people yes. don't even know you can do that. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually three schools. There's the there's California College of the Arts in San Francisco. They have an MFA in comics. They're geared more towards self publishing or if you want to go publish with an agent. Um I know I have to take a class on how to self print and self bind my books, which oh, is wow. where I learned how to self cool. publish. Um, there's also the Cartoon Center for Studies, I think that's what it's called, in Vermont. Okay. That's also a good place to get an MFA in comics. I know two of my professors actually got their MFAs there. Oh, wow. Um, and then there's the MFA in sequential art which is in Savannah, Georgia, at the Savannah School of Art and Design. Um, that's geared more if you want to do DC Comics or Marvel comic-esque okay. kind of art. Uh-huh. So, yeah, those are the three schools. You know, if you're interested in a career in comics, those would be the three schools you could take a look at. And I think I know CCA, or California College of the Arts, offers some undergrad courses in comics wow. as well. I mean, That's... over the years, comics have really infiltrated education. Um, I get professors coming into the shop or calling and saying that they are doing um, a, a certain graphic novel that they are uh, analyzing and reading with the class or even just whole entire classes revolving around comics and uh, comics as a format and comics as a storytelling tool. So I think that's amazing because anything to be able to legitimize comics as uh, a, a real true art form and also form of literature, mm-hmm. I am 100% behind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, when I was in Columbus, Ohio, actually, SoulCon was held at the Ohio State University campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the family who was actually hosting me, who was, you know, offering me a free room during my stay there, um, was it Ms. Morgan? She is actually a professor at Ohio State 
and her class is feminism and comics. Oh, wow. wow. That's, That's really so cool. cool. Yeah, which was interesting when she told me we just had this blown up discussion on kind of like she and her husband are huge comic book fans. Like the, the room where they kept me in, they had this bookshelf of comics. And of course, <laughs> I'm like, can I please read these comics? And I said, yes, of course, by all means. So I was like, just in there reading those comic books. Um, you didn't even go to the convention. Me, <laughs> <laughs> we, about her class. we were just having these full-blown discussions That's on, cool. like, feminism and comics. And then even her her friends slash neighbors, um, they have a, a blog, actually, a podcast on fem fandom, which is basically feminism in comics. Wow. As well. That's awesome. And, um, so I got to meet them, and then we started, like, okay, let's totally um, stay in contact. Because um, it's actually pretty – it's actually really interesting to know that, you know, comics is also, you know, being used in, edu- in yes. education and also, you know, for feminism. Yes, yeah, 100%. Awesome. It that is. is really cool. Maxie, you have been a wealth of knowledge today with all of the other creators and artists that you've shared with us, all of the podcasts, all of the blogs. Oh, my God. I mean, picking your brain for all of the other awesome, amazing things that are out there, um, I think, has really been like eye-opening to me because a lot of these things and people I didn't know about so uh, I feel like we also have a long list of of creators that we want to um, share and read and look into for our podcast as well so thank you for that Um, I am excited about a lot of these things Um, and uh, we've really been um, happy uh, to have you on as a guest today it's been a pleasure and we would like to give you the opportunity to tell all of our listeners after today where could they find you on social media or I know we talked a little bit about where to buy your book but if you want to just remind people um, where can we find Casudo Productions and Maxi Rodriguez so you can totally find me on Instagram which is where my main thing is Um, Mm -hmm. find me under Casudo Productions I'm also on Twitter um but my Twitter name is Chubby Bunny Art because Casudo okay. huh. Productions was was uh, taken apparently. Oh. <laughs> um, you can like uh, you know if you want to find my personal Facebook, it's Maxi Rodriguez. You can find me there. Um, I do also have a YouTube channel because I was trying to I have some speed painting Im- uh, videos up, and I'm hoping to break into storytelling as well. Uh-huh. Okay. You know what we didn't mention is you also do web comics. Can you tell us more about that and where to find those? So I currently have a webtoons for Chubby Bunny. Oh, okay. Oh. So I haven't updated it in a year because I've been so busy, but I am hoping to start like resuming normally updating the comic. But yeah, if you want to read Chronicles of a Chubby Bunny, I do also have it on webtoons as well. Um, Plus size girl magic because it is rated R. I kind of can't really post it, but I do have a Patreon that oh, I just nice. launched. Okay, I'm nice. hoping I'm hoping to get enough following to where I can post plus size girl magic comics there. Okay, um, so that way you know I don't get angry letters from parents saying why would you post this sm- smut on the internet? It's like, <laughs> what? 
<laughs> I don't feel yeah. like dealing with angry parents. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah, so totally, you can find me on Patreon. Okay, and, cool. And what, we just type in Maxi Rodriguez or Chubby Bunny Chronicles or, or Patreon? Uh, I think you can just find me under Casuto Productions. That's okay. the name. Okay. Um, you can totally find me under. Cool. Uh, so, Instagram, Facebook... What else? Twitter, Twitter and Patreon and some YouTube, YouTube. and web to webtoons. Yeah, yes. all over. You're all everywhere. Over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Good. As as it should be. You should be everywhere. This is awesome. Thank you so much for coming. I we I re, like Kristen said. You have given us so much information. I mean, you have stuff for kids that's free. You have stuff for grown-ups. You have pe- stuff for people who love comic books. So thank you so much for being on our show. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, guys. So that has been Las Platicas number 13. We have been your host. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at Comadresy Comics, on Facebook at Comic Comadres, or on Twitter also at Comic Comadres. You could also email us at comadresycomics at gmail.com. And we also have a Snapchat, Comadresy Comics. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.